so I turned 50 this year. I'm not at all unhappy about it in any way. Suppose I'm simply content with the understanding that that's just how the universe rolls. We were meant to take a trip to Europe for the occasion, but circumstances obvious to everyone led us to the conclusion that it might not be the best year to do so. Having delayed that trip, I decided instead to celebrate my semi-centennial by getting back into triathlon racing. That decision seems to have made sense to just about nobody, but I figured I'd put some of the training efforts that the lack of a regular commute has afforded to more competitive pursuits. So far, so good, and it's nice to be back amidst the racing crowd. Having events on the calendar has actually led me to implement a more structured approach to training, and that transition to a more disciplined training plan has been beneficial in regard to the outcomes I've had in races so far this year. Each week builds upon the prior, with speeds generally increasing, albeit against setbacks here and there that force me to ease up or otherwise redirect my efforts. And in this progression, I found parallels to investing, believe it or not. They're a bit stretched, but I'll happily share them in hopes they resonate with folks perhaps more hesitant than they've been in a while with regard to the financial plans and investments. First, triathlon training is work, and it's generally uncomfortable work, but it must be done. Certainly if I wish to finish the race, and more importantly, I know that I must pursue the work with discipline and with an ultimate goal in mind for the efforts to prove successful. Focused though they are on the mental rather than the physical side of things, the work required to identify and make progress toward financial goals can be just as challenging, whether it's determining a sustainable level of savings now or estimating how those savings might grow under various investment scenarios, as we discussed in this month's commentary, actually. There's work to be done in setting proper goals, setting proper expectations for the path we might take in seeking to reach any particular financial goal, and pulling all those goals into a more comprehensive financial plan. And it's work we must do, even if we don't want to. Swimming remains my least favorite of the three disciplines. It's not just because I'm slow. I mean, really slow. Embarrassingly slow in the pool. A wetsuit gives me a good bit more speed in the open water, but I have an only moderately controllable fear of sea monsters. Still, whether it's cold, choppy, ominously dark, or all of the above, I must attack the water as I do the pavement in order to achieve the objectives I have set for myself. To be successful in achieving financial goals, we must do all the work that's required, not just some of it. The further away the objective, the likely more complex the required planning, the more work there is actually to be done. Speaking of, I have a race next year that'll be the longest effort I've sought to complete in almost a decade. It's still a long ways off, but I know I must begin the preparation for that race now in order for me to succeed in the goals I have set. Lots of intermediate targets along the way, including some smaller races. As workouts lengthen in preparation for that longer race, even as I target good results in the shorter races I have planned before then, I have to pay more attention to my development along many fronts. How I'm feeling becomes particularly important. Given the desired outcomes, I can't let laziness be an excuse for a day off. But while it's not as easy as training too little, it can be easy to train too much and get hurt. So here again, I follow a plan, but I allow flexibility in each day's work to respond to how I feel that day. Maybe that long run I have planned for today can wait till tomorrow. I'll give the legs another day rest and hit the pool instead. So too should we allow flexibility in our financial plans to accommodate both unforeseen challenges and shorter term shifts in our desired savings, tolerance for investment risk, and all the other variables we know can alter our progress. Such aspects of physical preparation atop a growing calendar of training efforts and races spike the range of variables that I need to track to stay atop of the plan. And so I'm constantly tracking a range of data against baselines and setting real-time metrics against a projection that's coordinated with my short, medium, and long-term goals. 
The same is true again when it comes to working towards financial goals. Our financial life variables are many. Some are well understood, like income and taxes, with others, like expected investment return, not so much. And so we should seek to regularly review most aspects of our financial plans in order to aid in our understanding of how close we are on our desired path toward those financial goals. Just as valuable in tracking all those variables, it becomes easier for me to see a setback in the making. For example, technology has improved greatly when it comes both to tracking sleep and understanding how sleep impacts our health. Now, I've never been good at sleeping, but sometimes I'm particularly bad at it, and I might not even know it the day after. Passively tracking things such as sleep while I'm not paying attention in order to analyze those data for potential impact helps me stay, well, awake, and more importantly, on plan. A great parallel can be seen in the performance of investments. We may find that markets generally will work for us, perhaps easing the burden on savings in order to reach a particular objective. But sometimes they don't. A market drawdown may require that we ease up on portfolio withdrawals so that we don't crimp the portfolio's longer-term growth potential. Like many, I'm doing all this training mostly on my own. I do have fitness coaches, in quotes, as they're all digital at the present. But I imagine myself closing in on a need for proper guidance, in particular when it comes to that pesky swim bit where I'm least knowledgeable and least capable. Financial planning, too, is a multi-sport discipline requiring a range of expertise in areas foreign to most. A coach can come in handy given all that complexity. Core to the advice we seek to provide, we're happy to serve as coach and guide for our clients as they develop and make strides towards their financial goals. Importantly, this podcast is not presented as an investment recommendation. This is not a solicitation to invest in any investment product of Signature Resources Capital Management. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or to predict future performance. The approach described may not be right for everyone. No one listening to this podcast should take our comments as advice specific to or appropriate for their individual situations. Individual circumstances should be taken into consideration when determining a suitable investment approach. All investing carries risk, including the potential loss of principal. As with any analysis of economic and market data, it is important to remember that past performance is no guarantee of future results. Music